Okay, so welcome to my podcast. This is going to be podcast number one, 11 Day Ministries. If you're asking why 11 Day Ministries, because the uh, the actual route from Egypt to the Promised Land of Canaan was 11 days, and I think we all know that it took them 40 years. So this podcast is just going to be centered around trying to figure out for us as Christians or future Christians the 11-day journey and not the 40-year walk. So today, um, I have my first guest, Jessica Twig. So I'm just going to be asking her some questions um, pertaining to this, the criteria of maybe, I don't know if I want to focus so much on what the church is doing wrong, but maybe focus on what the church could do differently. So I'm just going to open it up to Jessica. I'm going to welcome Jessica Twig here. Hello, Jessica. Hey, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Uh, it was a surprise to be able to do this, and I'm excited. It's it's a real blessing for sure. Okay, without church bashing, I guess sometimes, because Paul does say that, he says to have nothing to do with evil, but rather expose it. Um, and I am not don't want to call the church evil, but yet... We do seem to see that in America that a lot of people do get church hurt. And they, and I think that the world, and I think even maybe your newer Christians actually relate the church to Christ. And so therefore they don't really, you know, maybe it, it pushes them away from the church and therefore it pushes away them away from Christ. So... I guess I'm just gonna we'll just open it up and just see like like what you think or what you've experienced in that. Um, again, we're not trying to bash anybody, but maybe like what we know could possibly get this journey quicker. I don't know. It's just it's just something that we all need to become because if you look at it, I mean Jesus resurrected over two thousand years ago, and. The word of God says that these signs shall follow those that believe that we shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover, that we shall speak with new tongues, that, we, that it's, there's just a lot of stuff that we don't seem to be doing that they were doing 2,000 years ago. And I kind of look at church as my father's business, as a business, and I know that if I was a business owner and the effects of my business actually was doing less than it was 2,000 years ago, I would tend to look at it and be like, what's the problem here and how can we fix it? So even Paul says, he says, I don't come to speak with the, the wisdom of man, but by the demonstration of the power and the spirit. So I guess maybe today that's a kind of our focus. And so I'm just going to open it up to Jessica and just, so I guess Jessica, like, I don't know your whole story. I do know some of it, mm -hmm. but I do know that you've been, I would say, hurt. Church hurt. Church hurt. So, <laughs> Church hurt. Um, I guess just share, like, that experience and maybe, like, anyone as a leader here or a pastor listening to this, that they could be like, you know what, I've experienced this and I don't really want to do it again. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we've talked a lot, and so without going into my testimony, because it is about my testimony, but part of that, part of something I've been through was um, always knowing my call uh, from God from a very young age, uh, maybe running from it at times, even turning my back from God altogether, and then finally full circle as a prodigal child and running back to God and, and just laying myself down, being willing to step into the call he had in my life. And 
I was attending a church and uh, I was starting to walk in that call of ministering, um, going and guest speaking places, blogging or vlogging, whichever, um, and I do both now, uh, and literally being pulled aside rather than being encouraged in the spirit of the gifting of the spirit that I was given and the call in my life rather than being encouraged in it and, and helped along to, um, to grow in that, I was stifled down in it and being told that it wasn't my time and it would only be my time when I was told it was my time by a human being. And for me, by the time I had hit that point, what was really hard is that I had such a huge relationship with God that I could hear God clearly speaking to me. And so when I hear God saying something really specific, but then I hear somebody of authority in a church telling in, in a church setting telling me, not yet, nope, you can't do this, but God's still continually telling me, yes, you are, it, it hurt me. And then there's some other things that just had played out where um, it wasn't necessarily what the church was saying or the leadership in the church was saying, but how they said it and how they handled it. I won't say that they were wrong in what they were doing, but they were wrong in how they handled it. And I think if we don't, approach people with the correct heart and the correct tone we immediately push people back rather than push them towards Christ and overall what I learned through my experience of the church hurt and the pastor hurt that I had is that ultimately at the end of the day what it did and even what it did for me as a I would say as a at that point I would say I was a fairly strong Christian I mean I had a and I, I had and maintained and still have a good relationship with God, but it scared me from church is that I didn't feel like the church, and I'm going to say the church in quotations, was a place for me. And, and I know that that's not necessarily true now, but back then, and we're talking a year and a half ago now, I didn't feel like it was a place for me because of how they had treated me. And I suddenly realized why so many people are willing to walk away from the church. Okay. Um, okay, so you've been, how long, how long have you been saved? How long have you been a Christian born again? Oh, man. So, I'm not one of those believers, I, I have a very different take on my, on my salvation. Um, I was saved, I gave my life to God, I think I was nine years old. I was, I, I actually, know I was nine years old. It was in a church park, um, at one of those vacation Bible things the vacation Bible summer school things. And uh, within a week, I was standing on top of a picnic preaching to my friends, telling them about the goodness of God and, and who God was and all that they had to do was give their heart to Jesus. That was all, and that was the basic message. And, and by the time I had grown up and I went through a lot growing up, I went through a lot as a teenager. Um, after, well into adulthood, I'd been through a lot. Um, a divorce, three three kids, a divorce, um, abuse, and a child that was born sick, a child that passed away. And uh, I think something that we mistake is that we feel like the only person we can hear is God. We have to realize that we can hear the enemy, and I heard the enemy really clear. And I literally left my faith as a whole. Like, I, I, I renounced it. I, it. Every step I took, I had nothing to do with it. And so then... A couple years went by, and I think it's been three and a half years now. I fully laid back down my life to God, and uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better relationship than what I have. So I would say it was at a young age I was saved, but going through whatever I did as a rebellious teen and then a, an adult being hurt the way I had been, 
not necessarily by anybody in particular, but uh, hearing the lies of the enemy and believing the lies of the enemy. Um, but three and a half years where I've really walked firmly and strongly where I'm at. Okay. And then, okay, so you've been in, I would call them, I guess for the area that we're in, uh, I would call them mega churches. And you've been in more places that I would say resemble more so a home church. Um, I think one of my biggest things with the church in America is it seems to disassociate with its quote unquote members mm -hmm. um, because they get so large. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they will actually assign deacons. Um, okay, well, deacon one, you have everyone with a last name from A to F. Mm -hmm. And deacon two, you have everyone from the name, last name of G to J mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, which that's good. And that's something that the Lord's been really putting on my heart lately about how, well, there's an interesting scripture in Acts. It says, Paul says, he says that the Lord put up with them while they were in the desert. And I'm believing, I really am believing that, that the Lord has put up with the quote unquote church for long enough as, as we've been in the wilderness. And I believe that he's raising up now Joshua's um, to bring us into that promised land, which is the ecclesia, which ecclesia means sent ones. And it just seems like right now in America, we've created more sit down ones. So I guess if you were a leader in a church, um, it doesn't matter whether you were the pastor, the prophet, the apostle, the, the teacher or the evangelist, but if you were a leader in the church, um, knowing what you went through, male or female, like, I, I guess I'm asking you from just like the heart of the father, not from, because you don't have a degree in this, you've never been a pastor, you've never been in a place of really, according to man's doctrine of leadership, right? but yet every single person that has the Holy Spirit in them has a spirit of leadership in them because it's Christ. Mm -hmm. So coming from a perspective of you have already walked through that, if a young lady that came to you, it's like it says in Hebrews thirteen seventeen. it says to obey your spiritual leaders. They are the, the, they're the overseers of your soul. And so to me, that's a kind of a serious thing. It's like mm -hmm. I'm to watch over this person's soul for the purpose that they can actually be equipped, number one, for the work of the ministry, number two, that we come into the uni unity, and the most important thing, that we become the fullness of Christ. Um, just so I don't forget, like, I just want to, I just want to like interrupt you and I'm sorry, but is that uh, first of all, cause you'll talk and I'll forget some of it. So here's the thing. First of all, um, while we're supposed to absolutely, we have authorities sit in front of us. Listen, I, what I really learned through that experience that I had a year and a half ago when it really came to full head is this, that no matter what, at the end of the day, if that authority isn't lining up with God, it that's not what you're supposed to follow. I, I'm not a I'm not somebody that believes that God is going to tell me something very. And if I can, if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, which I am, I'm. I, I know I can hear God clear as day. He is never going to tell me something and tell you the opposite of what He's telling me. He is that's so. So when, when I hear him talk very clearly to me, 
He is not going to talk clearly to you about me. He's not going to tell you something about me that he's not willing to tell me about me if I am willing to heed to it. And since I'm always willing to heed to the spirit and hear my father, he's not, they, they won't contradict each other. And he's certainly never going to say, Jessica, I've called you. But then say, Joel, tell her I, it's not her time. That those two don't line up with each other because nowhere in the Bible does God say it's not your time. So if it doesn't line up with script, so there's the other thing too. I would say is that you can take your authorities. I believe full heartedly we need to hear them, but line it up. If it doesn't line up with scripture, it's not. The reality is at the end of the day, if it doesn't line up with scripture, it's not true. So he's he's not going to say, Jessica, I created you for this certain job that I prepared for you ahead of time. You're my workmanship, and I'm going to complete this thing, and then go, Joel, go tell Jessica. All right. That's not what I created her for. Well, <clears throat> I think that a lot of us. And if you go into John 10, actually, if you start in John 9, verse 40, 42 in there, and then read through John 10, 10, you know, we know everyone knows John 10, 10, for the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But if you really look at that in context, Jesus is actually referring to religion. He's talking to the spirit of religion. And I, that's something that when you had said that, you know, someone had basically, um, I mean, I literally saw like a foot crushing you down when it said, it's not your time. It's not your time because the Spirit, there's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no senior Holy Spirit. There's just the Holy Spirit. And it's an interesting, Paul says this as well. He says that if there's someone speaking and you get a word from the Lord, it says that the first one speaking should sit down. You'll find this in Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14. If the church actually obeyed the scriptures, how much do you think that that would have changed your growth? And possibly even, do you even think that possibly, I'm not going to say that you backslid, but... No, oh, I did. But, okay, so you did. I'll, you, I mean, I'll admit do, that. Do you think that if you actually had an avenue to share what God was sharing with you, even at a young age, or uh, uh, do you believe that it would have possibly um, faulted that whole, the whole being shipwrecked or, or, or you know, backsliding... If you had it, were able to speak what the Lord had put in your heart, do you think that that would have made a difference in your walk with the Lord? You mean the last couple of years, or you mean like my whole life? Well, just from the time you know that you really felt like when that person, so just you know, last had, few years. had said it's it's not your time. You know, um, had I had been more encouraged, do I think that I would have backslid in some of the areas that I did? You know, I'm not. I'm not God, so I don't know, but I know that it would have probably changed the trajectory of where I was headed. Um, instead of having to take 500 different detours to get back to where God was asking me to be. There, there's something unique. And when I say unique, I don't mean that it's ne not all uniqueness could be good. This was not a good unique. There's something unique about the fact when, while we're created in Christ's image and, and we are, I mean, we're, his, we are, created to be like God like we are created that in God's image the reality is we are still as much as we are created in God's image we are still very much human and so when you hear words that cut you back and words that are willing to make you feel little as humans we become little we doubt it, it puts a doubt inside of us and, and that's really what it did for me it really made me doubt did I hear God correctly even though I had never heard him incorrectly up to that point that I was aware of um 
it, it just made me question, was this real? And it wasn't honestly until um, a, a, an entire year would go by before I would boldly step back into the call that God put on my life because it had stifled me that much. It had hurt me that badly to hear people that I looked up to and respected as my spiritual leaders because I wasn't wise enough to take it to God and line it up with scripture. I think that I think one thing when I listen to your story, um, because it is easy and I know that many people are in Jessica's situation that have been hurt by the church. And so they possibly may not even go to church. And sometimes they even start their own church. Um, you know, I'll show you maybe, but, um, when she was sharing that, I was thinking about something that Jesus said. Jesus said, forgive them. But then after that, what he says is, for they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can they not know what, what they were doing? They were, I mean, they casted lots for his clothes. You know, they knew what they were doing. They they put, they were crucifying an innocent man. Mm-hmm. But really what they didn't understand is the spiritual ramifications from their actions. They, they didn't know what was going to be done in the spirit in the future. And it's that way when, when it comes to church hurt or whether when it comes to someone that was abused in any way, whether it was, you know, physically, sexually, emotionally, spiritually. Um, it all they, breaks you. Yeah, it, it all yeah, it all breaks you. On some level, it but breaks you. They didn't know what they were doing because they didn't know the spiritual ramifications that it would have on your life in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Jessica, and I know that she's a very forgiving person, and I really believe that she's that she has forgiven these people because they really don't know what they're doing. But I, okay, I gotta stop you. Don't give me so. I yes, by now I have, but um, it actually, I, I actually have to tell. I, I want to be honest about it. Is that it wasn't until the very literally a year had gone by without me having full forgiveness and truly forgiving the church that I had attended and the pastors that pastored that church. So it literally was, we're talking 30 days ago. Um, (laughs) I just want to be like, there's one thing about me that I think um, is one of the things that I know God placed inside of me is that he was always going to ask me to be very real and to never um, make it something it's not. It, It literally, I held on to that church hurt for a year. Now during that year though, God had started to work on me and he uh, led me to another church where I would walk in with my church hurt, my pastor hurt, and put a pastor in front of me that would do nothing but absolutely encourage me. And then in a church full of people that were going to encourage me in the gifting that the Spirit had put inside of me. And so while it took me a whole year to actually forgive this original hurt, Papa was like continually working it. He's like, mm, watch how good I am. Watch how powerful I am. I'm going to take you from this spot where you're hurt and I'm going to put you in this spot where you will heal so that you can continue to heal from this hurt. And that's exactly what he did in, in an, an incredibly immaculate way. I, 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 to this day, um, actually, I sat down with the pastor that helped heal that a couple weeks back back at the actually new year's eve that's when i really realized i had forgiven what had happened and i sat down and i was like i need to tell you that you really helped heal a hurt that i had and it was only because of the way that that church and that pastor had completely encouraged me whether it was to speak prophetically whether it was to 
sing without a background check, whether it was to speak, no, regardless of the situation I was in in my personal life, they, they looked at me and seen that gifting of the Spirit, and they, they encouraged it, and they encouraged it in a great way for me. Well, I'm going to try and keep these podcasts under a half hour because the attention span of most humans um, is just wisdom, but I guess I'm going to try and end it in this. Um, if, well, not if, because you are. Um, being in, a, in now a place of a, a position of leadership in the body of Christ, um, I think that that uh, you you being wounded in that area, you can possibly recognize another young girl that's maybe going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that something about the enemy that a lot of people may not realize is that he's really not that creative. Um, he tempted Eve with, with with what was good, and I think he still tempts everybody with what is good. What looks good. Or what looks good. <laughs> and so he really doesn't change. Um, mm-hmm. So being in a position of leadership um, and authority and a spirit that possibly the Lord, and if you recognize someone, uh, another young girl that had possibly the similar issues going on in her mind, a similar abuse, that was done to her, you know, by others in the world. How would you handle it differently than how they handled you? Um, in all honesty, just I, I don't want it to even just be just girls. I, I mean, I, I would like to think that God would be able to let that in a man or a woman to me. Um, I would do the best I could to just encourage them. Not ever tell them it's not your time. Walk beside them and help them grow into it in a way that was... Um, in a way that was going to be beneficial to them and allow them to flow more freely in the spirit instead of being stifled by authority where you end up stifling the spirit inside of them. I think that's important. One thing that she had just said was to not ever tell someone that it's not their time. Um, As leaders, it's not your job to dictate when it's someone's time. It, you know, it, it's just not. You have to remember that you're never so far up on that pedestal that you have the that you get to knock somebody down five rungs. Because as, if you ever think you're that far up on a pedestal, remember that you can be knocked off too. It, it's your job to bring people up to that pedestal and up to the mountaintop with you. Because the same God of the valley and the mountain, it's the same God in the valley and the mountaintop. Amen. Okay, so um, we're going to end it here. Um, I had written a little note to Jessica earlier and asked her if she wanted to sing a song to close us out in a song um, it's going to be okay it's just a powerful song um, especially knowing Jessica's testimony that um, we have a, a father who does love us dearly and no matter what uh, the circumstances are the, the hurts from church um, you know prophetically I believe that uh, we're seeing a lot of churches being shut down um Prophetically speaking, I believe that the Lord is doing exactly that. He's put up with us um, for long enough in the wilderness, and I believe he's going to raise up Joshua's, and he's going to create a church that doesn't suck. Um, It's going to be his church. It's going to be the bride of Christ. And uh, and sometimes we've got to confront these issues to get to the promised land uh, in the 11-day journey and not the 40-year journey. 40 year wandering through the wilderness. So I just want to thank Jessica for being here today. And uh, I thank you for listening. This is podcast number one. And we're just going to close it off with Jessica just uh, 
singing this this song that's truly really it comes from her heart so go ahead jessica whenever you're ready um, uh, in case anybody wants to know the song it's called into the sea by tasha layton and i don't have the music so it's just gonna be pretty acapella for you guys um i'm gonna just sing you guys a chorus and then the bridge and then the chorus so and i just want to thank joel for the opportunity to uh push me into where god's calling me i appreciate that that's a good friend that's a that's a good authority Though the mountains may be moved into the sea, though the ground beneath my crumble and give away, I can hear my Father singing over me. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. From beginning to the end, you're so close. You have never let me down, and you won't. In the valleys, in the shadows, I know. You're so close, you're so close. Though the mountains may be moved into the sea, though the ground beneath might crumble and give away, I can hear my father singing over me. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I'm just going to let Jessica sign us off with um, just any last thing that you want to say before um, we close out here today. Please don't let the human beings take away from what God is asking you to do. We live in a world that is ever-failing. Uh, as much as I wish that wasn't true, at some point in time, you have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to quiet the voice in your own head and the voice of those around you so that you can hear the voice of God inside of you. I call that being a Jonah. Are you willing to quiet yourself and those around you to step out of the boat and walk boldly into where God's calling you to be? You will get criticized. Um, I, I get criticized all the time. But I promise you that if you're willing to do what God's calling you to do while you're getting that criticism, it is not going to tear you down. And so just in a month's time of choosing to fully walk back into where God's asking me to go, there's been so much that's come at me. But at the end of the day, not a single bit of it has pulled me back into the fact that I don't want to walk where he's asking me to go. And that's where I look at myself and I think... Um, yes a Joshua but more so I look at myself as a Jonah I'm willing to step out of the boat and you have to be willing to step out of the boat too it's called faith and he never asked us to have a ton of it he just asked us to have a little bit of it so it doesn't take a ton of faith to get out of that boat just a little bit and then walk firmly boldly into that knowing that God's going to carry you Amen thank you Jessica love you love you